Welcome to Xanadu Gallery's Red Dot Podcast. I'm Jason Horsch, owner of Xanadu Gallery, publisher of Red Dot Blog, and your host for the podcast. This is episode four, and we're recording on April 26th, 2017. It is a pleasure to be here with you again. And today, I want to talk about some sales trends that we've seen in the gallery over the course of our last season. Um, This is perhaps a bit premature to be talking about uh, sales for the season. Our season isn't quite over yet, Um, but I've been doing some analysis and I feel like now is as good a time as any to talk about it. Um, Our season really runs in Scottsdale from about mid-October through mid-May. Uh, And that corresponds, of course, with the time of the year that we're having nice weather. Uh, In essence, you can think of it this way. As soon as the temperature uh, climbs over 105 degrees, people abandon Scottsdale, get out of town, head for the hills, go back home. Um, and, And then as soon as it drops below 105, they come back. Well, that corresponds to those those dates I mentioned. Uh, Mid-May is usually when we start to get uh, really hot, although, of course, we can begin to warm up quite a bit. Uh, before that, we've already hit pretty close to 100 degrees, uh, and uh, it, it only gets warmer from here on out. Um, now, this season is kind of the opposite of a lot of art markets, and, and I'm sure many of you who show in galleries or do art festivals Uh, Your strongest time of year is probably the exact opposite of those months, May through October. There are a lot of art festivals and shows and and, um, galleries doing a lot of work during the summer months, during the vacation months. Um, And and so um, Scottsdale is a little bit inverse from that. And and we share our our season with a lot of the art markets, um, you know, kind of in the south, Florida, um, Southern California and, um, and and other markets like that, maybe some in Texas. Um, and, and so it creates kind of an interesting dynamic for us. Um, and, and then we're very, very quiet during the summer months, although not as quiet as we used to be um, because the area we're in, the greater metropolitan Phoenix area, is, has grown to be so large. And there's such a uh, big year-round population here. And of course, air conditioning and all of that. Um, we, we do still get business during the summer months, but it is dramatically decreased uh, from what we see during our busy season. And, and just to kind of an indication of that, uh, during our season, we can expect typically to be shipping out about 70, 75, 80% of what we sell out of state. So, you know, it's just an indication of the, uh, the the total level of our business that is dependent on people traveling here. And of course, they're doing that uh, when it's uh, beautiful weather here. Um, so uh, anyway, kind of looking over this last season for us um, and, and comparing it to our previous year and, and kind of you know, looking over the various factors that I feel play into it, I think will be interesting to you. I think that uh, there's some 
lessons to be learned, certainly for us, and, um, and and hopefully I can pass some of that along to you and that it's useful in your efforts to market your artwork or if you have a gallery that you might be able to uh, incorporate some of, of uh, what we've learned over the last season into what you're doing. So first of all, let me just begin by saying that it has been a very good uh, year for us so far. Um, this season is uh, much stronger than uh, our, our previous season, the 2015, or excuse me, yeah, 2015 to 2016 season, uh, which was an increase over the 2014 to 2015 season. Um, and, and so um, there are some trends within that that I, I think are important to look at um, and, and some, some factors that are playing into it, some within our control, some outside our control, and uh, we'll kind of look at both of those things. So first of all, when I look at our sales um, year over year, and, and so if I'm just pulling January 1st, 2017 through the end of April, 2017, and I compare that to that same period, January 1st, 2016, through the uh, end of April, 2016, my sales are up a little over 27% um, from last year. And that, of course, is a very significant uh, level of increase. Um, and, and as I say, some of that, I believe, is driven by external factors that I have no control over. Um, but I also um, like to think that there are a few things that we did this season that helped us kick those sales, uh, hopefully, into overdrive and, and led to that uh, significant increase. Now, it'll be interesting to see uh, kind of how that trend continues. Um, would I expect to see another, you know, almost 30% increase from this season to next season? Uh, you know, probably not quite that strong. There were some significant factors at play this season that I, I would have a, a little bit of difficulty repeating, but I want to continue that trend and, and keep the, the sales going strong. Um, and and uh, leverage the work that we've done over the course of uh, you know our business to to build uh, a strong level of sales and good relationships with our collectors and so on. Um, a couple of other interesting trends that I've noticed is that our total number of sales has also increased pretty dramatically, and, and uh, that's even by more than, than 30%. Um, in other words, uh, you know, not only has the revenue increased, but the total volume of sales has, has picked up. Um, and interestingly, that, that's had to be the case because our average ticket price, um, the, you know, the total amount that we're ringing up per customer purchase has declined a bit. Um, which you could look at that as potentially a, a negative. Um, you know, obviously, we'd like to be selling ever more to each of our customers. But I feel that that is indicative of the strength of the economy and people in general, our clientele in general, feeling more confident in making purchases, kind of a broader range of, of buyers getting out and buying. You know, if you think back to the 
depths of the economic downturn that began um, in 2007, 2008, we saw especially what I would call our uh, mid-market, that is buyers who are, you know, obviously have enough to have some discretionary income and, you know, be able to make art purchases, um, but, but not what I'll call the, the quote unquote 1% or the, you, you know, the, the extremely wealthy, those, those mid-market buyers were very deeply impacted by the events of the recession. Home values dropped, the stock market dropped, savings were tapped, jobs were lost, and it was a pretty broad-based pulling back across that that section of the economy. And so for several years, most of our sales were occurring in the higher end of the market, Um, and, and even for items that we were selling at lower price points. They were selling to buyers who were insulated from the downturn and and had deeper reserves of savings, uh, you know, and and just didn't feel the impact of the the economic downturn quite as much. And so uh, they were were continuing to buy and and continued to buy uh, higher priced items as well. And so I've I, you know, if you kind of drew a, a line graph of our average ticket, um, you know, the average amount that we're ringing up, uh, I, I think you would see a pretty um, dramatic increase in those years from 2007 clear through to 2012, uh, even into 13. Um, but but the challenge was you saw a dramatic drop in total volume, and so those those were just a a, a you know those sales kept us going. Um, and and were a, a, you know enough to to continue to build the business, but the growth was very small, and you were dealing with um, you know you would have a large impact from a very small number of of buyers, and um, th- that makes you very vulnerable to you know very small shifts in your sales efforts and in, in marketing. Because if you're relying on a very small number of buyers, and just a few of those buyers don't show up that year, uh, don't come into town, or you know maybe they feel like they have bought enough art for their home in Scottsdale, or whatever the case may be, that can have a huge impact on your profitability for the year, and and it just it creates pretty um, dramatic swings in year over year sales um, where, like I say, just a few of those can can really drive your sales up or down. And so it's been um, nice to see we, we still have those sales happening, the high ticket price items, but we're also seeing a return of those mid-market buyers and um, just kind of a broadening of the market uh, in general. And that's helped lead to a more consistent to less volatile market for us month over month. We see a much steadier cash flow uh, from month to month because of that uh, broadening of the base of of buyers. And so 
that that certainly I consider to be a uh, you know a good thing. It's also allowed us to uh, experiment with some different price points in the gallery um, and and reach out to uh, some artists who are producing uh, artwork that I would consider to be. Uh, you know, it's it's still handmade and and uh, handcrafted and and art, but it they are able to produce it at a higher volume and sell it at a lower price point and um, reach uh, thus a, a broader market and and so that has certainly played into our increase in in total revenue for this year as well. Now, thinking about some of the kind of macro factors that have played into this year's sales. Um, Again, I would point to a a couple of interesting things that have been at play. Uh, First of all, last fall, of course, was a very tumultuous time uh, due to the election in the United States, and even more so than than normal uh, for obvious reasons. Now, I have no intention of getting political in this conversation, and it's not a direction that I want to go in. And, and uh, if you've been following my blog, you know that I advise against bringing politics into you know into any kind of or any part of the conversation uh, when we're talking about art, certainly when we're interacting with our clientele, but even when I'm talking to my artists uh, or my staff, I, I just feel like we are better served if we try and as much as possible keep the gallery a politics-free zone. Um, you know, we're really focused on the artwork and the relationships, and and we go there. But it is important to uh, pay attention to what's going on in the outside world and how it's impacting your business. And for a gallery, and certainly for artists, um, you, you know, you can't ignore those factors. And conventional wisdom would tell us, and I think it's pretty widely accepted, or, or at least I hear it a lot from artists and from galleries, is that you can expect that during an election year, you will see a decrease in sales. Um, and and th- there would be a whole host of reasons why that might be. And, and you know, kind of so the theory goes that uh, if people are caught up in and thinking about politics they are not going to be thinking about artwork. There is a high level of uncertainty introduced into the financial markets, um, you know, and even into people's attitudes about the future when they don't know what's going to happen due to something like an election. And, and like I say, certainly this election cycle, that was accentuated um, and there were a lot of ups and downs throughout the uh, the election season. Um, and, and so one would have thought that this would be a kind of benchmark case for testing that theory. How do elections play into uh, any market, but, but especially into the art market? And for us... It, it it was kind of an interesting, um, you know, an, an interesting moment, and and I, you know, I had to, as a business owner, uh, try and plan as much as I could for the possibility that that the election could negatively impact sales, 
Um, you know, we tried to play conservative in terms of, of uh, cash flow and those kinds of things. Um, but but it was kind of interesting because at the same time, I didn't want to waste an entire year and really any more with elections. Uh, it, it almost seems like when are we not in an election cycle? And, um, you know, the election campaigning and, and the season seems to get longer and longer. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you already have people, uh, you know, kind of eyeing their prospects for the uh, 2020 election. And, and so, you know, if you wanted to, you could think of us as in a constant cycle of, of elections. And there is nothing I can do about that. There's nothing that any of us can do to, um, you know, change the fact that there is that kind of level of of constant uh, back and forth and, and uncertainty that comes with the, uh, the, the the politics. And so that being the case, I hoped and and wanted to be very um, proactive in all of our other efforts to market and sell and, um, you know, again, not ignore the election, but just take it in stride and try to um, continue to build our business in spite of what was happening um, in, in the broader market. And I think that we can see that, um, for us at least, it paid off. Um, you know, sales didn't drop off. And in fact, f overall, 2016, um, we were up over 2015, uh, including in um, November, um, you know, when the election was, was settled and there were protests going on and um, just a lot of, uh, like I say, turmoil um, in, in, in the, uh, the, the United States and, and wondering about what was going to happen. Now, again, you could try and pick that apart and say, well, it kind of makes sense that, um, you know, our clientele or at least a, a certain percentage of our clientele might have been happy with the result because they might think that uh, the outcome of the election would benefit them somehow, uh, you know, and on and on. And, and you could kind of, of analyze that to death, trying to figure out why that happened. But I, I tend to feel, and, and I think economists would tell us, that it, it doesn't really matter if you think something is going to be good for you or bad for you. It's more just the, the, the uncertainty that can be the challenge. And and, um, you know, certainly there was was a fair amount of that. And, and so, OK, that being the case and, and seeing that uh, our results in, increased uh, during the election season and have gone on to continue increasing in, in the following season, uh, what can I point to that we've done that I feel has had a positive impact um, for us in, in terms of the business that we're generating? And, and there are kind of three key areas that I'm looking at and um, would point to as having potentially played into uh, into our better business this year. Um, and those three key areas are a gallery remodel that we completed during the summer of 2016, uh, several new artists that we brought into the gallery, and the hiring of an additional salesperson um, for the gallery. And so I want to take a moment and just kind of 
um, pick apart and give you some of my thoughts on each of those areas and, and how it might have played into uh, what we've seen this last season. So first, the remodel. Um, the remodel was in some ways perhaps a bit overdue. We have been uh, we've been in business for 15 years now. We celebrated our 15th anniversary this last fall. We've been in our current location for 10 years. Um, and during those 10 years, uh, had not done a lot in terms of updating our space. We tried to keep it fresh by constantly moving things around. Um, and And when I originally designed this space, we had a series of uh, eight movable walls um, created for us. Uh, these were uh, kind of six feet wide, four feet deep um, cubes, if you will. I guess not cubes, but uh, um, just, just kind of movable walls. They were on casters, and I could move them around, put them together, pull them apart, and, and they created some... Um, just, just some flexibility in terms of our gallery space and how we displayed things. Well, over time, what ended up happening was that we found the optimal placement for these movable walls, um, certain spaces in the gallery where they um, gave us the best display, um, you know, allowed the, the best movement through the gallery and uh, showed the artwork best. And, and when we kind of found those spaces, those movable walls tended to become pretty permanent in their spaces. And so, um, you know, that being the case for several years now, I had thought to myself, you know, it'd be nice because these movable walls take up, have such a big footprint, and take up so much floor space and, and you know, they have such a high volume of space that they're taking up that they feel kind of heavy in the space. Um, it just seemed like we ought to get rid of those movable walls and build permanent walls into those spaces. And so that was kind of one of the things that I was looking to do in the, in our remodel. Um, and then the other thing I was looking to do was to replace our lighting system, uh, for years, uh, well, really, ever since I opened the business, we'd run on halogen lighting, and uh, you know it served us well and uh, gave me again some flexibility. That the system that we had in place here was 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 not you know terrible or or anything that I you know I I, I totally had to get rid of. But uh, over the course of the last few years, my lighting representative salesperson had been pushing me towards LED lighting. And um, it was something that I had initially resisted because of the cost of the conversion, uh, the increased cost of the fixtures and bulbs, um, and because I felt like the light that LEDs create was was a little too harsh and cold compared to my halogens. Well, there have been advances in the technology, and and finally I was convinced that um, LED technology was was in a good spot and and could do a good job of showcasing our artwork. And so I was kind of ready to make that change as well. And so last August 
we closed the gallery down for a couple of weeks and removed the movable walls, um, had a contractor come in and build this new uh, uh, display walls in the spaces where those movable walls had kind of settled and we replaced the lighting. We refinished the floor and kind of just did a lot of sprucing up. Um, and, and so in terms of what impact that has had on our season, um, first of all, it just really refreshed the feel of the uh, gallery space um, and I think helped bring it a little bit more upscale. Um, it, it just made us feel a little bit more permanent. And, you know, the, again, as I say, moving those permanent wall or excuse me, those movable walls out um, helped things feel a little more finished and and fine and and so that was was definitely a, a positive and then we also increased the amount of light that we had so so it gave us a better ability to showcase the artwork um, and beyond that um, while at the same time freeing up floor space we also increased the total linear feet of uh, you know wall space uh, display space for two dimensional art um, by a significant percentage and I'm not remembering right now I did the calculations uh, measuring the the linear feet but it was something like uh, a thirty to forty percent increase in total usable space and the space that is usable all of it is more optimal than the space that we had previously. And so um, that allowed me to display more artwork and to display the artwork that I'm showing in, in a better way. And I feel like, um, you know, that in and of itself has had a positive impact when, when potential buyers are coming into the gallery. There's more for them to see um, without being cluttered. It allowed us to kind of clean things up a bit. Uh, and it, it uh, I, I feel like, really took us up a couple notches in terms of how our gallery's appearance uh, reflects on us compared to our competitors in the other galleries in the area. So a big positive, and, and now obviously there was an investment involved in that, um, but I, I, by my calculations, will have recouped that investment um, by the end of this season or, you know, somewhere midway into our next season, which is just a very uh, quick turnaround for that kind of investment. I certainly wasn't expecting to see that that quick of an increase in, in sales that I could relate to our increase in space. Um, so that was a big one, uh, just remodeling and, and giving ourselves a fresh appearance. Uh, then the second factor was bringing in some new artists uh, and, and obviously, this is something that we're constantly doing. Um, you, know, you know, you always want to give your collectors something new to see in the gallery, a new reason to come to the gallery and, um, you know, just, again, freshen things up, not only in terms of your gallery display space, but what you're actually displaying in the gallery as well. And so... Um, just, just experimenting and bringing some new artists in. And, you know, this is something that, uh, I'll be talking about more in some upcoming podcasts as, as I talk about, uh, the artist selection process and how that kind of worked. Um, but, uh, I can, can tell you that two of the artists that we brought on, 
over the course of the last 12 to 16, 17 months, um, two of those artists uh, immediately moved themselves into the top five um, of our uh, our best selling artists. Um, and, and so that has a, a significant impact. And they did that while at the same time not dramatically decreasing the total sales for our other artists. Now, this is all a little bit hard to quantify because, you know, while it's nice to kind of look at trends from month to month and season to season and year to year in terms of who, which, which artists are selling best in your gallery, um, it, it is very challenging to do that. And there is, you know, unfortunately, because we are in such a boutique industry um, and, and we're dealing with a, a relatively low volume of, of sales, you know, compared to any other retails who may be selling, you know, maybe moving uh, hundreds and hundreds of units or thousands of units, they get a very good idea very quickly of, of what sales trends are for any particular item that they're selling. For us, again, just a, a few buyers coming in and responding to an artist's work one season uh, can be enough to really take that artist's sales up significantly or if the, those few buyers don't show up one season, it may take that that, that artist's sales trend down significantly, and uh, you, you know you may have to wait uh, over time to see it recover. And and so, you know, especially if I'm thinking about our overall strategy of which artists we're going to continue to represent, uh, who we might need to rotate out of the gallery. I, I'm always trying to look over periods certainly longer than just a, a few months and, and even really longer than a year or two because um, those trends can can really cycle up and down. But at the same time, um, looking at these these new artists that we brought in, there was an almost instant reaction um, to them and a, a very steady level of sales created for those artists and their work. And so you can't ignore that. And, and I think it points to the importance of really working to keep things fresh. Now, you as an artist um, can, can accomplish something similar by freshening up uh, your work, you know, bringing in a new subject or introducing some new sizes to your work, just 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 kind of trying to mix things up a little bit um, and give your existing collectors something new to look at. And, and even when you've done something that's new and a little bit different, um, obviously uh, still keeping within the constraints of having your work be consistent and identifiable and kind of fitting to your brand. Um, but but by just bringing in some new elements that you can point to and, and talk about and, and that your collectors can see um, could be very powerful for you in generating new sales, especially if you are, um, you know, kind of in a, a show circuit or you're you're been showing at a gallery for a long period of time. Just finding new ways to freshen that up could could be really powerful. And then the third and final factor that I'd point to in our increase in sales was bringing on an additional salesperson. 
Um, and some of you will have had the opportunity to meet uh, Kristen, uh, who started with us actually in uh, 2016. Um, but bringing her on has, has also given me, uh, you know, just, just more coverage on our floor. Um, you, you know, if you think about kind of, uh, giving the best possible service to as many clients as you can, and especially during uh, high season when you might have multiple clients in the gallery at the same time, it's been very helpful to have a, an additional salesperson on the floor. And, you know, the, it, for gallery owners, this is a bit of a balancing act because obviously bringing on sales staff is also going to have an impact on your overhead um, and, and your payroll. And and so you can't bring on an infinite number of salespeople and, and you can't necessarily, you know, hire as many salespeople as you'd like to all at once. And there is some optimal level where uh, you know, based on how much traffic you're getting, you have to look at, at the total number of salespeople that you might need. Um, but it, it certainly has had a, a positive impact on, on our gallery's um, success over the season to have that additional professional salesperson on the floor, really helping our clientele and, and giving superior customer service. And so, you know, as, as I think about our, you know, what, what are our prospects for the future? I am, am very positive and uh, I always tend to be optimistic about what the possibilities are. And, and if, if I could pass on anything to you, it would be to try and keep your focus on what you can do and what efforts you can be making, what actions you can be implementing to increase your activity and your success as an artist, as a business person, a gallery owner, wh wh whatever um, role you find yourself in. It's, it is um, easy, and, and I see this happen all the time, to look for external excuses and reasons why things aren't going the way that, that you would hope they would be. Um, but it's also, I find, ineffective and, and actually counterproductive to be doing that. You know, certainly there's nothing that you and I, at least on a significant level, can do to impact the global economy. Um, and, you know, certainly we've all seen the, the uh, challenges and the difficulties that we can face when the economy is sputtering and, and uh, you know, going through extremely difficult times like the, the recession of the last few years. And, you know, I don't want to pretend for a moment that we can just be Pollyanna and ignore that and things are going to be great and easy. Uh, you know, certainly we all struggle during those, those difficulties. However, you can, the, the choice that you can make is how am I going to react to that? And, and uh, I hope that our default has been to always take those negative externalities and um, come at them fighting and swinging, you know, um, yeah, the, the economy's down or there's an election going on, but 
while there's nothing I can do about that, there is something I can do about making sure that the artwork that I'm offering is the highest quality, most interesting, most engaging artwork that I can find, that I'm displaying it in the, the best possible way, and that I'm working with my clientele to provide them the best possible customer service and create experiences for them that uh, that they will enjoy, and that I'm looking to help them enrich their lives with the the artwork that they're seeing in my gallery. Um, and if I'm doing that, um, you know, yes, my, my business may decline with the, the greater economy and, and, you know, goodness, the, there can be even instances where we miscalculate or where the economy is just so bad that, that it literally, you know, you, you, you can't even survive it, but choosing between, you know, going down swinging or just letting it happen i would always take the uh the the former i want to uh work as hard as i can at all times to make sure that i'm taking advantage of every opportunity that's out there even if we really have to struggle for them and you know i think what that means and as i look at our business what i see is that the you know it was kind of a, a scenario of if it didn't kill you, it made you stronger. And, um, you know, I feel very fortunate and, uh, you know, even I'll, I'll use the word blessed that, um, you know, we had, had some things happen and some clients work with us and, and many other things that helped us get through the difficult times. And as the economy continues to improve, I feel like we've put ourselves in a position um, to to create some very positive outcomes and to take advantage of opportunities that uh, come our way. And so I would encourage you, um, you know, again, as an artist or a gallery owner, to look at what you're doing and um, find what's working well for you and do more of it. Uh, you know, look at uh, any tendencies that you might have to... Uh, you know, feel down or negative or, or to convey, you know, quote, excuses, unquote, that are, are keeping you from being successful. And, you know, I do understand the temptation, you know, if things aren't going well. If we can find something external to blame it on, that uh, takes some of the pressure off of us. I mean, it's very natural to look for those kind of things. But it's also just just not helpful to do that, and so um, we're, we're you know always be looking for what we can can actively and proactively be doing to improve our situation. And from what I've seen and and uh, my experience in the business, as we do that, as we work harder and smarter and look for ways to engage more and get more exposure and and increase marketing and you know all those kinds of things that, that are involved in business. Uh, over time, you start to build a kind of capital of goodwill and uh, positive energy and good karma and all those kinds of things uh, that, that ultimately push you towards greater success. So uh, th that's kind of the message for today is to push forward and, um, you know, ignore the, the negative and embrace the positive. And, and um, you know, and, and again, like I say, I'm not trying to say that in some kind of Pollyanna way, but, but just in a way that uh, we can, can use for increasing our success in the art business. And of course, um, as I've mentioned many times, 
success means many different things to each one of us. And, uh, you know, it's helpful for me as I do my analysis of our market to look at concrete things like revenue and, and profit margin and all those kinds of things and, and analyze it in that way. But there are many other ways that we also measure success, um, you know, including the positive impact that the artwork that we're sharing with our collectors is having on their lives, the lives of their families. Uh, and I think also just in, in the broader society in general, if there's ever been a time that artwork is significant and necessary and helpful, it sure seems like now is, is that time. And so, um, you know, we can hopefully, uh, as the trendy saying is going right now, we can hopefully, uh, do well by doing good and, um, just, just pushing forward, ever looking towards that. And, and that's my note for today and, and our analysis for today. Um, I appreciate you joining me for this podcast. I'd be curious to know and, and would invite you to leave a comment um, on our podcast page, on the recording page on Red Dot Blog, about what you've seen over this last uh, year or the last season for you. Have your sales uh, increased? How did you respond to the election last year? What impact do you feel it had on your sales? Um, and, and what are you doing to push your business uh, forward as, as an artist? Um, share those comments uh, below the recording on our podcast page, and I'll look forward to seeing those notes. Uh, thank you for joining me for the podcast today. I'll look forward to hearing from you and to seeing you in the next session.